Have you ever wanted to start a podcast but don't know where to start? On this episode of the Whack Attack Podcast, we're going to walk you through our experience setting up a full-blown video podcast, our studio, our equipment, our processes, our reasons why, and how we went from idea to execution with a successful podcast. This is not an episode you are going to want to miss. And we're live on the Whack Attack one more time tonight. It's Monday night. Wally, Curtis, and I are here with you all. And tonight's episode, we're going to talk about how to start a podcast and launch it successfully online. That, that we and, are. And that uh, we so are. it's going to be it's going to be quite a fun topic here. We have all spent a lot of time researching this, putting together the studio, putting together a lot of our equipment, consulting our audio engineer, Kyle Barr, from KWB Creative. Our audio engineer. I'm sorry, our, our video uh, uh, vendor, Kyle yes. Barr from KWB Creative. That's episode number 15. We also have Megan Hammer. That's audio our audio engineer. engineer. Yes. Uh, episode number 17. And so we're here to talk about, you know, our producers, experience. Producers, yeah. plural. Producers, Shout out Scott, and producers, uh, Alex, uh, Alex. And Katie. And uh, producers, Katie, right? Yeah. And so we've cycled through a bunch of equipment. We also, in the consulting firm, we have uh, a special effects studio vendor who's helped us with some recommendations. And so, not uh, ju- and not just helped us with some recommendations. I mean, industry insider experience onto best bang for your right. buck. Right. And so when we exactly, I like that best bang for your buck. And so when we talk about you know uh, how you can sex- successfully start and launch a podcast. You know, there's there's really that framework that you have to go through, and for us, you know, we determined what our framework was and and what we wanted to do. So that, that's a really great topic for us to dive into initially here. So, um, you know, flashback over half a year ago, we had collectively made the decision. We've been talking about doing this for a long time, year years, you know, more than five years, and we decided to just jump ship and do it. Alan, you happen to be the person that had the time to jump off the deep end and dive into this. One of the things that I wanted to ask you was the introduction for when we started putting all of this together. Talk to us a little bit about the exploratory phase and how you went about identifying what you think we needed to successfully start a podcast. Yeah, well, so some methods as well as, uh, you know, resources. Yeah, the first thing I think is uh, most important, which isn't necessarily a method or resource, but it was like what we talked about in our last episode, episode 18. Yeah, the reasons why. Why do you want to do a podcast? Having an understanding of the why you want to do the podcast helps you select the method, helps you determine the resources, helps you determine what level of commitment you want to have to this. For us, it was a little bit of a guy's night. We also wanted to put our you know, 12, 15 years of consulting out there uh, for folks on the internet to hear. And we also felt like we had a lot of really good contacts and people we knew. And so you know, in and, and, and that context, we knew we wanted to conduct some interviews, not only with each other, but also guests we had on the podcast. And so we knew that we we're going to have a, a, a bunch of different sounds, right? And so we knew that that was important to have some ability to have some customizations and some quick controls in the sound. I think that's what we'll talk about with uh, some of the uh, equipment. But when you talk about like the methodology and when you talk about some of the considerations that we had, Wally, um, a lot of it was, okay, well, we know we want to do video because all of us are why. Hey, we had ran video production together as kids, and we know that yes. we wanted to incorporate that. We knew that if we did video, that would also give us some other mediums to publish our content, right, instead of just audio. Because you can do just audio, but if you also do video, that gives you YouTube and other video distribution platforms. And it also gives you the ability to produce shorts from episodes to use on social media and things like that. So our why and our consideration, you know, those were some of the things that that we thought about first. And then we really sort of, instead of like picking a methodology or picking something and going with it, we started really small. And I think that that was important because we said, hey, what is our why? Like, what exactly do we want to do? And Wally brought up a bunch of great questions. And he goes, actually, I don't really know. You know, if we talked about a bunch of topics, yeah. what would we actually talk about? That's a, that's to add to that and to ask you a question. You know, one of the things that we at all thought we were in alignment on, but we really weren't, was the why and, and what we wanted to do on the podcast. And so I very explicitly remember asking everybody, like, what do you want to get out of this objectively? And so for you, what was your why? Yeah. And for me, my why was, uh, I think we had a lot to share with the world. 
I thought we had an ability to interview people because as a consulting firm, we're basically glorified, you know, babysitters and glorified interviewers to help people figure out their problems. Uh, not D- detectives. <laughs> yeah, detectives. Yeah. Babysitters, problems. Prob- babysitters probably isn't the right way to describe it. We need it, a more right? professional word De- than babysitter. Detectives are like the special forces of white collar yeah, work. Special forces. Yeah, detectives I, I like that. that. Let's, let's not let me. I'm, I'm sorry for making you guys feel lesser than that was not my intention. But as he know, pulls out a binky. <laughs> yeah. Suck on this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and was, so, you know, <laughs> how we started was, was small. And what we did is we said, okay, if we make a small investment in some audio equipment, what does a small investment look like that we could potentially know we could have the three of us and a guest? So, so we knew we needed four audio tracks okay, at so, least. So, hold on, so hold on. let's identify what an investment was to us. An investment to us was uh, tens of thousands of dollars. No, no not initially. An, an investment well, to us it, it was initially. All, it was all about why. And, and, and yeah. an, an investment money, to us. The money us, doesn't matter. It's about determining. It really, the focus is. Determining what you want to talk about and share with the world. Exactly. Yeah. And then you can use that to determine, okay, what's my opportunity to make money with yeah. this? You know, a- what budget can a- I really everyone, have? Everyone has money to throw at a specific topic. Or yeah. interest. And it's because it's all about what is the return that you can get from that. All and depends on who wants to listen to you talk. Exactly. exactly. And so when you look at what we did, we said, okay, let's go buy a $500 soundboard because we knew we had interesting things to share. We knew we had interesting contacts. Mm -hmm. We thought we could get a really good soundboard that gave us the ability to fine tune audio and four different input tracks. So we went with the Roadcaster, uh, uh, Roadcaster two pro. And that was mistake number one. And that that was mistake number one. And the reason why that was mistake number one is because as the podcast grew and not, we're using it right now still, but as the podcast grew and we integrated video, what we found is... We need more inputs. You, you need some more audio inputs, but it does make a lot of... It, it does help out a lot when you have the same brand, like Blackmagic. We have a Blackmagic switchers, right? We have Blackmagic cameras, and those really came on recommendation of the special effects company who's a client of ours, right? You know, that's... You know, they really make, hey, for, you know, what we're trying to do... Nothing like super crazy professional. They make the best equipment. Got it. And so, but what the what the Roadcaster Pro Two allowed us to do was for uh, a reasonably cheap price, five hundred dollars. It allowed the three of us to sit down and have a podcast in our living room that was audio only. And Wally's living room, which and, was and, epic. And Wally's living room that was episode zero. It was epic, unscripted, unstructured. And it allowed us to Amazing. figure out like three and a half hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In, the, in the middle of the wintertime in front of the fire. It was yeah. pretty, it was badass. I think that was the point where we all looked at each other and said, this, this is, this is, is a thing. This, this is, is a fun. thing. Yeah. And I, so, I, I could see myself spending uh, Monday evening with you guys doing this. Right. And Hundreds so, to thousands of hours doing this. Yes. This is where we sort of said, okay, now we've understood the why we want to do this. We have an interest. So, so uh, let, And let, we have an understanding of what our audience could be. Let's stop. So we established your why. Okay, yeah. Wally, what was yours? Uh, spend more time with you guys. Yeah. Perfect. And then, Wally, I also feel like you have some really good insight to offer around uh, topics that you're really interested in, and you offer different ways of thinking. So um, I think elevating your voice or having a way to elevate your voice around topics you're passionate about could also be a part of your why. You know, for me, um, you'd really pushed – you'd wanted to have Al and I make a YouTube channel – shoot from like 2008 onward yeah because I, I, you were just I, I always really, filming I, everything I, we did I really think yeah i was i, I really think we missed the boat on that yeah one. i really think that uh we would have had a successful um especially with shorts we would have made a killing easy right um but structuring some episodes like the startup life or just you know all of these different captures you know building a business from the ground up uh, you know, at your parents' house or in the garage. Yeah, yeah but you know, we all. Ex- Al and I are just also, too, generally speaking, like two pretty crazy dudes. Not like obnoxiously crazy, but we were pretty outgoing. Alan was pretty funny. I was funny when I wanted to be funny. And some of the stuff we did, we, like it would, ju- it was blooper reel type stuff, and that's why you. Yeah, wanted yeah, to yeah. Okay. we were three brothers. We were yeah. three brothers growing up, starting a business together. In itself. It was inherently funny and cool and exciting and a little stressful. It had all of the great pieces of emotion that you would look for in entertainment. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Entertainment. I'm glad you said that because my why was a mix of what we offer as a team, as a unit, because a lot of people like to work with us because of the teams that we have here at Three Ventures, but also us specifically. 
we're very lucky that we've never really had to do anything by ourselves. So being able to share that team style or, and oriented approach right. from three different brains was a part of my why. But then, then the other part of the why forget. was that was the unscripted, unstructured Batman. I'm just kidding. Batman, Batman's not yeah. going to make an appearance tonight. Neither is Donald Trump. But you know all the funny stuff that we all like to do and we all make each other laugh with. I thought that like we could run those two things in tandem. Yeah, because at work we can't necessarily let our personalities come out a whole heck of a lot. I mean, we do. It's in our identity a little bit. But you know, we're we're professional, and yes. you know, it's always professional first. And this is, I, I think, a good outlet. Party now, in the now back. Now you talk about the why. Like when you when you're talking about starting a podcast, you have to have something that internally, like intrinsically you're motivated to do because you're going to have to be putting together episodes at least on a, on a frequent basis, maybe once a week or once every two weeks. And you're going to need to do that for two or three years to start to get some traction. You're going to need to have some consistency and some commitment to that. And so when you're talking about starting a podcast, understanding your why is the most important thing because when we started, we made a little small commitment, audio commitment, we said, hey, let's test this out. We don't even have to publish this. Let's just talk about things that you know make us laugh or funny, things we did in the past. And it was a hit and it was a hoot. And it was like all of a sudden I woke up. I, that night I couldn't sleep. I was like, oh, man. Like They got the could, gears turning. We could the, do- the gears started turning in all of our heads that this was this was um, bigger than each of us individually. Right. And it was, it was also a way for us to have one night together every week as well for us to really dive into specific and, topics. And, and playing to that consistency that you know uh that you you brought up alan you know it was pretty insightful and and wonderful to uh you know every other day at school you know in 2007 see your brother's bright and shining face and then also look at the screen and see my bright and shining face <laughs> on media and <laughs> media class and, uh, and we and like, also uh, let's so, not forget so there there's those little passions right you know that we we, we kind of grew up around this space. yeah we did we and did it, and it may it, and we are not only passionate about what we do but doing this we've been passionate about for a long time we've just and it allowed it us practice. to create that youtube channel and it allowed us to do all these things that we've been wanting to do and so now we've understood our why and that was then when we start to get into the process of how you actually so, start and launch a podcast yeah so the, the process side of things we were doing sort of the pre-preparation and we were relying on you to do that the november last year was a very interesting time for me because my kid was basically sick the whole month i just remember having very strategic check-ins with you and going through and thinking about things from a very um like technical standpoint like does this meet our technical requirements okay cool alan yeah move on the next step and then it turned into the cataloging and identification of all the equipment we needed. So go ahead and take over from from that point and talk to us about um, what we had to get to really put this studio together that wasn't just a bunch of wires connected up to a roadcaster. Yeah, so the next thing is you got to have a dreaming session. And on that dreaming session, you basically go, okay, if this podcast is wildly successful, what do we think that looks like? And Wally and I had a phone call and we talked about it. Well, you know, it'd be cool. We do the video switching and we'd have a producer at the desk, you know, running real time video switching. And we'd have, you know, uh, uh, different camera angles. And we we started, you know, kind of talking about what the traits of a successful podcast would look like. You know, is this something we want to have be mobile and like we want to go do in different areas, you know, like Nook Boys? Or do we want to set up a studio? Like what resources do we have? And so we understood our why then we talked about what is our dream state and now now add add on some influence in there was there anybody who influenced you in the process i know some of the people that influenced me and i'll ask you the same question wally did you did you steal anything from anyone that was already doing this well i mean i think you obviously have to look at the the people who are really popular i mean um yeah obviously jre is one impulsive yeah uh, yeah. Also, you have no uh, boys. Uh, Call Her Daddy podcast, I think, on the female side of things. She does a really great job. Um, I also think, you know, Nope Boys is right there. Um, you know, from a business podcast side of things. And you have a lot of guys that we also like, like MKBHD. Then you also have Linus Tech Tips. I mean, we are Philip DeFranco fans back in the day. Correct. Uh, there's a lot of. Still are. Yeah, yeah, still, yeah. still are. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Source Fed before they killed it. And, yeah. uh, um, you know, so you, you shout ca- out hack five. Yeah. 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 Uh, you you kind of get the gist of where we're going. So we, we understood our why. And then we said, OK, what's our dream and our ideal state? 
And so that allowed us to have alignment with, okay, what type of budget do we want to commit to this? What time commitment are we going to have? And also, what type? What type of budget? He said budget, hey, like he consulted us on the budget piece. Yeah, what a nice I guy. Did. So hey. hold on. So so we went through and we did an episode zero where we basically just picked up a bunch of wires and Wally's the living room. Thank God his wife didn't kill us. She actually joined in on the podcast. We had a fun time. We got all the gears turning in our heads. The vision was there. The inspiration was there. What was the next step? The next step was consult our client who was a special effects studio and we had our why and we, and we had still is yes it still still is thank you i'm speaking in past tense why am i doing that thank you wally and so we consult our Alan client who awesome. is a <laughs> special effects studio uh yeah, and and, we, and and alan is not here yeah. he's actually super, <laughs> he's actually superimposed in yeah. by the way he's on a podcast right uh, now yeah. He'll and talk if, to you, you if you want some more information check I'm, our, check, I'm an ai model check more out our, on the upcoming episodes yeah, from architect be yeah, sure to listen in uh, thank so, you but, still, obviously yeah. the ai knew exactly what i was going to say and <laughs> yeah. just said it come on next steps yeah. next and steps, i have been though. trained to interrupt wally from the previous episodes so that's what i wanted to do now well, and i'm just you, curtis and i like you to are, interrupt you alan so you already know what i'm going to say so it's a waste of my time anyway so back to your question though curtis on on so what were our next steps so we go and we consult our client of ours and he goes hey you know, if this is why you guys are doing it, and this is sort of this ideal state that you want to have, here's what I think you should consider. You should consider getting a, uh, you should consider getting some camera equipment and some video switching equipment. And I feel it would be best if they were from the same brand and they were compatible. And you guys had an understanding of what, you know, are you going to have a live producer or are you guys going to be doing this video editing, you know, and, and post-production? And we were like, oh, that's really interesting. So then we had to go back to the drawing board because then we said, well, shit, who would we have doing our live production and video switching? Yeah, in all reality, the video switching and uh, camera choices do not matter in the grand scheme of things. Just keep right. that in the back yeah, of your head. Yeah, it, but so, it was a so problem what, that so what, came up. what though. Alan said, you, you need to make sure that you have the same cameras. Hey, hey Wally, could you just pull your mic a little closer to your face? Yeah. You need to make sure you have the same cameras, uh, and then you need to make sure that you choose a you know video switching solution that matches your needs. Um, the big distinguishing factor is not having multiple cameras. Yeah, yeah. That so are, that are so we didn't want to go with like a Sony uh, is Mark Seven, right? Or yeah, there's there's, I, there's, there's I, I, we didn't want to go with a Sony and then a Canon and a Nikon. We wanted to have all three of exactly the same cameras, which we're getting two more of by the way, with exactly yeah. the same lenses. With exactly the same, you know, uh, Wait, there, yeah. there, there features needed, and everything. There, there needed it. to be consistency per seat. So right. Though, that though, was though. If you're looking at this video now, uh, current day, I would highly recommend taking a look at some of the Sony stuff that has come out in regards to their, uh, you know, mirrorless camera solutions. Yeah, a- absolutely. Because and, and don't even quote me on mirrorless. Because I am the least expert right in this arena. You know, back when mini DVs were all the rage. I got, I got you covered. Yeah, absolutely. You know and obviously, this is not necessarily going to be evergreen if we're talking about certain models or certain types of equipment. But this is what we did. We went and we yeah. consulted with uh, our client who is Smart a special effects who studio. are in industry. And he's and he he helped guide us in that right direction. As you could go to YouTube and MKBHD and Linus Tech Tips, and there's plenty of other channels out there that can help you find DSLR the, video shooter call up. Yeah, perfect. That they can help you find all the right camera equipment. But for us, we knew we wanted to do a video podcast. And so what we decided was, well, we're going to use the cameras for photography. And we had a whole discussion about this. And we said, no, we're not. And so the guy recommended, hey, he's like, hey, you guys should really go with the Blackmagic Pocket 4Ks. They're the most hey, budget-friendly. Cheapest Netflix camera, yep. period. <clears throat> done. And they Move shoot, on. and they shoot, you know, the best 4K for the dollar. And uh, here are some considerations for lenses. And so we went with that. And, you know, that's that's originally the setup that we're, we're on right now. And it's been really good because, A, it was within a reasonable budget. And, B, I feel like we have a really great quality product. So that just covered off, though, on the video side of things. It didn't even cover off on the audio. The audio. So now I have the next question, right? We started audio first. Then we got a recommendation. We got video in second. Now we had to have a way to tie all of this stuff together and actually get the equipment and get the studio set up. So now this is where the planning came into place where we had identified all the equipment that we need, the compatibility of this equipment. So 
the successive steps were getting a studio. And so for people who don't have commercial real estate, like we have access to, unless you're setting this up in your house somewhere, it's kind of hard because you have to have a studio set up. So talk, what were some of the requirements that you had found that would work really well for us to have a place for us to set up our studio? Yeah, I, obviously the breakdown and the setup was a big concern and considerations of Wally's and ours. We looked at our schedules. We said, hey, if we're going to commit to doing this once a week, that means we need to be able to shoot episodes as as quick and as fast as possible. And so when you looked at all of the equipment that we ended up getting, because we also need to talk about lighting, we're going to talk about audio, then we're going to talk about the workflows and the production and all that type of stuff, plus the strategy. And everything for you do we, before we say three, two, one live. Yeah, exactly. We're going to talk about all that stuff. But when we looked at the studio, we really looked at the studio last because we didn't know, hey, do we want to do this on a couch? Do we want to do this at a desk? Well, we, we, all, we well, all know we, but, we didn't well, look well, at the studio well, first. But we said, let's not lock ourselves in to a certain solution. Let's give ourselves the modularity and the flexibility to figure this out. Because just like the Roadcaster was very portable, very easy to set up, and we did it in Wally's living room, we did it in Wally's living room, and we were like, shit, these couches are pretty nice. And right? comfy. It was, it was kind of very comfortable to have it there. So we're like, do we want to do a Nilk Boys style you know, podcast? Or do we want to do something JRE where it's more at like a table? And I mean, obviously we're on a table right now, but we've had some iterations here. And so that was really important for us to have the flexibility and to not just go all in and commit on something, but to go all to go in just enough where we could start to record and figure out how we wanted to do things. Yeah, to also add to what Alan's saying and just keep an open mind and have your kind of analysis hat on at the same time because you need to find what's comfortable for yourself, especially if you want to you know, spend multiple hours every week um, in a specific location shooting a podcast, right? We went through the couch play and we have now gone to tables. Which, by the way, has been great, but you know, the, it, it's a continuous evolution, and it's exciting that that is what you know, that's our journey. Yeah, hundred percent. That's the journey. So now this sort of gets into, okay, we wanted that flexibility, so now we've had the cameras and everything else. So we were assessing, okay, well, do we need to have some type of modularity with the studio setup and everything else? And so this is how I was getting back to tying into your question, which is then we looked at. Okay, how are we going to mount cameras? You know, do we want to have mounts from the ceilings or do we want to have them on tripods or whatever else? And so these considerations came into play and we ended up going with tripods that are really mobile and really easy to set up and tear down. And the reason why is because we wanted that flexibility. You know, cuz we are in a we are in a loft studio here, so we do have the ability to mount, you know, from the ceiling. And and these are all considerations that people have to understand, you know, if they're on a We literally have a studio style. A yes. studio style Ceiling. setup, yeah. But if you're exactly. shooting in your like, basement, like we literally have, like you can hang a yeah, thousand they're, they're, pounds. They're metal easy rafters, yeah. Off of one of those, yeah. I do ring points. muscle ups off of these things in, in like, commercial it just, buildings. I don't, yeah, I didn't mean to like over accentuate yeah. how or yeah, exactly. But if you're doing this in like a basement or at your couch or in a small office, these are all things that you have to think about, right? You know, can you? get the right angle for a camera if you're doing a video podcast. And that is why I would encourage people to only go just in enough to start to shoot some episodes and A, see if you're going to be good on camera, see what you think about it, see, you know, watch the episodes and figure out what you want to improve because there is so much more we need to cover off on. Oh, yeah. On how to start a podcast. And you do not want to invest the time in doing that and get it, it wrong, do, do and you get it wrong so, if you have not so, done some so pilots. Do you, do, you, do you advise newcomers to start audio first because obviously you don't have to buy all the camera equipment? There's quite a a low barrier of entry to yeah, enter. Absolutely. With can you the can you ask this question first? to me because I, I I would like to answer it because there's a lot uh, of things going on uh, right now. I, I didn't finish your I, question. I'm I'm just my body language is toward. Sorry, my body language is towards Alan. Yeah, for for if so, if you hey, were listening audio while he was listening uh, to Alan. Yeah, but, my, uh, my apologies. So, yeah, same question to you, Curtis. Yeah, so <laughs> what I think was really powerful was you have to, when you, when you get in and you actually do your first podcast, even if you're not going to publish it or pr- put it anywhere, 
you will have that sense of feeling like this is something you want to do or you don't want to do. But what we realized is that this is a time commitment. So yes, there's an upfront investment for you to get your actual physical equipment, but then there's a time commitment for you to do this thing consistently. And that's not just buying from you. If you have a family or you have other people that are dependent on you, if you're just by yourself and like your other friends are by yourself and you're all single, well, cool, that's great. But when you start adding more things into here, the complexities, um, with the, the complexities, they start to make it to where your schedules get harder to align and you can't give as much time. So that was the second piece for us that was and really big. But the, th the, the third and the fourth piece was after we had ran through and done these trials, then it was a lot of really um, heavy introspection. We got to see ourselves on video unedited for the first time and realize there's maybe some stuff that you do or you don't do well. Then we got to hear ourselves, maybe understand that, Hey, maybe you don't have a voice for, um, a, a voice for a podcast, or you need to make some changes to the way you're, you want yourself to be perceived on your podcast. And really all of that stuff is going to change. And so that's the fourth piece. The fourth piece is change. You're inevitably going to need to change your setup, your, all of your hardware at some point or another to account for something that you now need. You're going to need to make some changes uh, for the way that you're being presented on the podcast or how you're presenting yourself, right? Because you're going to see yourself raw. And that introspection piece, right? You're also going to make more of those changes. So this is all going to come full circle. And that's one of the biggest things that I think after doing you know, 100 plus hours of this stuff that we've all realized is really important. I agree 100%. And what Wally was talking about earlier was start with audio because it gives you an opportunity to really hear yourself. It gives you opportunity to get some reps in. It's cheap, right? But and you don't... Bit barrier of entry is zero. You can, or, uh, right. Minus the smartphone. You yeah. can start a podcast on a smartphone. Absolutely. And, and Sorry, even just with headphones, right? Yeah. And so you could do that stuff and you know you could really just start to see if you've got some reps and you could determine your why and everything else. And then that when you when you've hit that point and you've done what we call, you know, some testing and you've maybe listened to it with your wife or girlfriend or husband, et cetera, or you got some people and you, you know, you're running this idea by them, and you've got some validation. This is where you really have to start to plan. And when you talk about starting to plan, I think that this is really important. We just talked about all of the pre-planning items that help you be able to then think about what do you actually need to do in yes. the plan. And this is where your time commitment changes, right? So I said change is the fourth piece. Time commitment was the second piece. You know, continue going on. But right. this is one of the big things that we've realized is the preparation to do one of these episodes. Yep. Uh, so now you, now you think ahead. about your audience. Okay, so what's your niche? What are you going to be in? You know, what are the things you're going to talk about and discuss and how Your are you research. going to create and deliver content to them, right? Yeah. And for us, we knew we didn't necessarily have a niche to start. Uh, we knew we were going to find that. We were going to shoot some episodes. We were going to bring people on who we thought were influential. And then we were going to see how the episodes really started to evolve and, and get listens and everything else. And then we were going to start to tailor the content towards what has been doing well. well right? and, and audience feedback. Hey, uh, absolutely. They're, they're Audience looking for feedback. something. Yeah, absolutely. We we we're engineers in general. Feedback yeah, it, loose, it, it, baby. Feedback absolutely. Loose. And it wasn't just people that had you know influence. It was a lot of people that had something good to say. Like we had Dragos on talked about building a custom home. I mean, how I, I I would say that almost everybody would would like to build their own custom home, right? How many people actually can is a different yeah, story. Yeah. So what is our niche? Is our yeah. niche interviewing entrepreneurs? And people who are doing cool is our niche technology, or is it the is, whack team? Is, is, is our niche us? Is it late night fun stuff? Like exactly. Who knows? And yeah. so we didn't necessarily know. So we talk about that plan. We said, okay, we know our audience is generally going to be entrepreneurial. It's generally going to be somebody who's looking to do side hustle, maybe cool. somebody interested self in finance, technology, self starter. Self -starter. Yeah. So usually have some health and fitness in their life. Yeah, a variety of right. Yeah. And Gotta so keep that brain healthy. And, yeah. and so we said, okay, so we, we had some traits of our audience and we knew we were going to have to refine that. So we moved on to the next thing. So we shot a shotgun in the dark, not a sniper rifle. Go. Right. And hmm. because we didn't really want to lock ourselves in too much to something, but we knew we were going to be committed to doing this because we had a lot to share collectively whack as a group. And so now you've knocked out the audience and we said, okay, so what's the type of content and what are the messages that we want to deliver? And the content and the message is really important because that's where we, you and I and Wally sat down and we had some introspection and we basically said, okay, 
for these episodes, what's our body language like? What's our mannerisms like? Are we doing a good job passing the conversation around the table? And, you know, we had to figure out how we work and how we operate well together. And then once we sort of had those ground rules, we really had to come up with the structure for the podcast because there's... Alan, we have a problem. I fe- I lost the conch. Yeah, I you lost the conch. Yeah, Lord of the Flies, for those of you who don't know that reference. And, and uh, I wouldn't say it was rules. It was more so... It was uh, like a mutual respect for us on this podcast and delivering something that's, you know, ear candy and eye and ear candy to those correct. that are watching where we're trying to bring value that it can somebody can plug into our show and basically have an ex, and a team if they didn't have anyone. And so for us in order to deliver the best experience, we all had to change and evolve to contribute the most value to the and then, show. And so now you're talking about episode planning, right? Yeah. And this is really where we said, okay, for episode planning, you know, we had to understand is do we want this to be really kind of like structured and rigid and you know, do we want to have everything sort of pre-mapped out? And it's like, okay, we're only allowed to talk about these questions and these topics about these questions. And that, and that, that was never going to fly because I'm not giving an interview on 60 Minutes or being somebody from CNN right. or Fox News or blah, 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 but blah. What we, what we realized was our, our episodes have to be aligned with something we're passionate about, something we have experience and professionalism with, something we have... Or an interest. An interest uh, uh, or, or yeah. people we know who are doing something really good or have done something really good in that space. And we bring them on the show and then we basically let them tell their story and tell their experience and tell their, their entrepreneurial journey. And then we're able to then ask very strategic questions to, to, have, to build more understanding. And so we knew watching. for the structure of our episodes, we really had to have... Mm-hmm. Instead of like a big outline of everything to ask, we knew we only needed to have like five to seven topics that we generally knew we needed to get the conversation steered towards organically. And I think that that was really important because it allowed us to have some structure because depending on who we brought on or what the topic was that we were talking about, it allowed us to hit on the key points. And then it, because why podcasts are so popular is for that in-depth, long-form content. That's organic. It's it, very organic. Right. And there might be a topic that is really, really important to discuss in some depth and in some detail. And then others, there might be, uh, you know, it, it might be a little bit easier to, you know, just touch on the high-level pieces. And so that's for us how we went about planning our episodes. And now that we're not saying that that would work for everybody. But when we looked at our audience and what our niche could be, we had to then build our episode plans and our episode content accordingly. And I, and I think that that was really, really, really important because then the next thing was reps. So what I hear you saying is you're, the plan was more like um, an approach, but not a finite way of how we were going to do something. Correct. And so it allowed us to be prepared for what we are going to do, but allow the organic nature of the conversation to go in the direction that it was going to flow in, where then we knew what were some of the ways that we are going to supplement or extend the value we're getting from each of those segments. Correct, because if you are just ha- you know, you're you're hosting a podcast and you're just talking about certain topics and you're going through sort of you know uh, uh, different subjects. Yep. And that's not aligned with your why or your process of shooting episodes is not aligned with what you want to do or how you want to do it. What's really important in my mind is you're not going to have your personality come out. You're not going to have your differentiation come out. You're not going to have that thing come out that people really like about your podcast. And so for me and Wally and you, it was really important that that was included in our process. And so I would actively encourage everybody when we talk about getting started it's really important to get those reps under your belt and figure out how do you make sure your why stays in and comes out through the podcast. Making sure that you describe who you and are. And you don't overstructure everything. But this is actually a, a, a really <laughs> good point because when we talk about podcast planning, podcast planning is just as important as the podcast, you know, sort of script or key topics we try to talk about. Because before we shoot the episode, we definitely are making sure that we have uh, a discussion beforehand, 10, 15 minutes about key talking points, so on and so forth that we like to go through. And for me, that's just so incredibly important because then it sort of gets us comfortable with the topic and it allows our personalities to come out. And then we sort of have like this pregame to the episode. And I just, 
I feel like that is so, so, so important because your identity and doing a podcast is more important than the subjects you talk about. Yep. Yep. Well, so did I lose? Okay, there we go. There you go. I, I think I might have got muted for a second. Uh, dang, I got I lost my privileges there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I couldn't agree more. Allowing yourself to shine through on your podcast and your identity to shine through is really what makes you you and unique and who you are. And I feel like we took some of that adoption as well from you had found the YouTube formula. Um, Great that, book, by the way, that we had all read. It's on Audible. If you want to listen to it, you know, via your ears and not your eyes. Um, that was our, it was a mandatory read for everybody here at, at the, on the Wack Attack team. And we all took it in and embodied a lot of the things that were in there, almost all of them. And we come from a heavily data structured background and an analysis and analytics background. So, you know, the, the back half of that book for us was just repetition of nature. We already know, but the, in, like the first half of the book was really about how being authentic and knowing your audience uh, is really what will drive the most value for you. So let's, let, we, we talked about the inception the and then the planning. The why, the planning, the getting introduction, reps you. the learning, the reps. Let me talk, let me talk about more of the process because remember we, I, I said earlier, it's really important to get some reps and to understand your level of commitment before you go into the process. Yes. So talk about- Elaborate on that for us. The, I talked about the niche and the audience. I talked about the episode planning and making sure that you don't overstructure episodes to where your personality and your identity doesn't come out anymore, right? You want to make sure you keep that in there. But then there's also the technology side of things. You have to understand how podcast distribution works. So you have podcast channels, right? Think Spotify, Stitcher, <clears throat> iHeartRadio. Let, let, let's put some context yeah. around this really quick. So when you talk about podcast planning, I feel like you're making a pretty large um you're, you're casting a pretty large net. Why don't we break this down into a couple smaller segments? So if we're going to shoot a podcast, what is the pre-preparation planning that we're doing? Go. Well, the pre-preparation planning that we're doing is, you know, like I said, we're meeting with the team beforehand. We're going over the topic. We have agenda items, talking points we want to get through. Um, you know, and, and we're not overstructuring or making the, the podcast super rigid. Do you do any, if we're bringing somebody on, do you interview them at all in that process? Oh, absolutely. We interview them in that process. And, and that's all a part of that episode planning, right? Is, that's is, all a part of, you know, that conversation that you have. And, and who's involved in that process? Is it just you and the person or who's ever, is it, is, is producer Scott involved? Well, well, pre-planning, I think what's really important is to come up with that list and review it. I mean, there's always a process pre-planning that we do. We plan episodes out. You know, we have those in Jira tickets. We go through key. Uh, key uh, if you don't know what Jira is, Jira is a project, project management, management software. software. It's highly technical. And uh, so, you know, we we have key talking points that we go through. We review that before we ever have a studio set up or anything, or we have the studio on for a shoot and guests there. We make sure we we have it all aligned with what we want to talk about. And then when the guest comes in, or, or the three of us come in, we talk about the topic we want to discuss. You know, we have that sheet that we review, and that's sort of in the pre-planning, like I had talked about. So, and, and, so, and, so and we, we've got out, we've got out of the pre-planning, and you've kind of gotten into the second phase. So now let's talk about when somebody comes to the studio. What are some of the things that you've learned and that we've adopted, maybe from a cultural perspective here at the Wack Attack Podcast? That we, when we have somebody come in, what do we do for the first thirty minutes? Uh, before we shoot the episode to really get things ready. Yeah. Uh, uh, the biggest thing is you got to make sure that the environment is comfortable and you got to make sure you got a good way to take the uh, sort of um, the edge off of things. Is that like a drink? So, is that like we share a meal together? Well, we, what we, is that? Sometimes we have drinks out here. Uh, other times we have meals here. I think, I think meals and a drink is a good way to sort of loosen things up. If you have a guest on, I definitely like, you know, getting there a little bit early, having a meal there. If you're shooting later at night, it gives you an opportunity in sort of like a non-stressful setting to have some conversation and like to start to get to know each other's personality because you do have to vibe really well with the guests when you're on screen with them. Oh, yeah. You you really have to. And the, and the dinner beforehand really helps out. Just, you know, pro tip, bring a toothbrush or a toothpick. But, uh, you know, uh, on the opposite side of things, right – that's why I said you, you got to get some reps in and you have to sort of make it interesting because if it's just you talking all the time about the same subject and, you know, you're not like a really authoritative person, you're not a really well-known person in an industry, like it can get fairly repetitive and fairly boring. 
And so, you know, that's why I said having your ability to have the identity in the podcast is really important. So that's on the episode side and the episode shooting side. I want to talk more and I want to get into the nuts and bolts of what you're actually going to need to be successful in the podcast. We've given you our experience. So just hold on a second. I'm going to get there. I I have one more follow-up question. So... I think you talked about the culture piece, right? What is it like when somebody comes on the podcast here? What's the culture? We usually have a meal. We share some drinks. We talk a little bit about generally where things are going. There's also some guidance around, hey, if you're not comfortable talking about certain things, these are this is stuff you've brought up, Alan, or if, you don't, if you're not comfortable talking about certain you know uh, numbers, maybe speaking like seven figures instead of millions. Um, and then when we actually have the episode, okay, we, we basically use all of that as our playbook. So the episode's over. Okay, what are the things that we're doing before we leave for the night at the studio? I mean, the things we're doing before we leave at the night, we always shoot <clears throat> the intro of the podcast at the end of the podcast. I think that this is a great take because you don't really know where the conversation's going to go. And like I said earlier, we generally have topics we like to touch on. Sometimes we don't get to all those topics, but we might get to a few really good ones that we didn't plan for because you can't organic you can't plan for an organic conversation. No, like when and, Trump shows up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 In the Batman voice, and, and there's some funny aspects to the episodes we shoot. But at the end, you know, we'll sit there and we'll do the intro. Uh, hey, on on this episode of Whack Attack, we discuss our experience starting a podcast and the process for how you can start your own podcast and launch it. Right. You know, we, we shoot those intros. That's when we also try to shoot something a little bit more engaging, a little bit more funny for social media. Um, and, and, and those have been really good for us because we do the video podcast. Do we do we script those out at all? No, we don't script them out. We so do. They're, they're by the seat of your chair. Yeah. And, and do you have more than one person do them? Yeah, we uh, we try to have as many people do them as we can because you never Excuse know me, who's going to have the best one. We just we just sit the people down in the seat. We spitball it. And sometimes there's there's really great stuff oh, that comes out. Oh my god, Other Wally's, times, Wally's sm- the the hey the, you, I see the smudge on your screen. You were <laughs> dying when he said that. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was a pretty good one. So so we get all the all the the media collected. Okay, right. we've shot all the video. We've done the introductions, and we're done for the night. One of the things that we don't have to do is we don't have to tear down the studio, but we do have to turn the studio off and you know leave the office. What does it take from the time we leave the office? the time somebody is listening to this podcast what does it take to get to that step yeah very good very good talking point so there is the episode post-production that you need to consider okay and then there's what is what is post-production break this down i'm gonna get into this and then there is after the post-production there's all of the tools and platforms Mm -hmm. that you need to distribute and disseminate the podcast okay let's focus on the post-production right now so post-production is editing. Right. It's going to be editing. If you have a video podcast, it'll be video and audio. If you just have an audio podcast, it'll just be audio. Okay. okay. So uh, really important here to understand that if you are an audio-only podcast, you are literally sound in somebody's ear. If your audio does not sound great, you, crispy, flawless, like it's coming out of a studio in a beautiful voice, Here's what you need to consider. You need to consider having some type of tool like Adobe Premiere and a plugin that automatically cancels out background noises, makes your voice sound a little bit better, you know, makes it to where you're going to be crisp and clear and clean. And so I actively encourage you to do some research on that. Now, that's a tool that you're going to need for post-production. We use Premiere for the video side of things. You know, we are doing live switching here. And on that live switching, um, you know, we're doing all of the cuts, everything right here. So we're not having to do all of this crazy video editing behind the scenes because producer Scott, shout out producer Scott, is actively doing all of the video switching. And so we have that file when it outputs to a single file. As a a quick sidebar to that, um yeah. you know, Adobe also has their Adobe Podcast AI tool. So if you're an audio-only podcast, you can, if you're using crappy mics, which we really hope you're not, you can use that tool, and it really cleans up your audio right. to about but, 90%-ish of the professional. So now let's, let's talk about the hardware and the considerations that we had for this post-production. Originally, we had SM7Bs because we have those at work. SM7Bs are made by who? They're sure. Okay. Um, uh, sure microphones are the same ones uh, Joe Rogan uses. Very, very popular. And we had those at work for uh, office setups, you know, because we are virtual consultants and we want to make sure our audio sounds really nice. But what we found is 
the they were a little tinny, basically meaning in the lows they were kind of like um, the lows weren't very sharp. You know, they were kind of they were kind of flat. And so, so if the lows weren't sharp, give an example of that really quick. Uh, I I can't give you an example of it because our audio engineer is so good that our audio sounds great most all the time. And so we ended up going with these Earthworks microphones because they have some extra hardware in here uh, that helps with the processing. But what we also did on the audio, because we didn't want to do any post-production audio, is on the Rodecaster. And this is actually one of the reasons why the Rodecaster is pretty good for you know introductory podcasts is you can actually go and customize all of the settings in there for like noise gates and lows, mids, and highs. And it just gives us a lot of really crisp audio. And so to me, that's really, really important because we wanted to minimize our post-production time because that takes the most amount of time, more time than shooting the episode. So you need tools to do that. You need computers to do that. You need hardware to do that. It is a lot of equipment to make that happen and to make that work. And also you don't have to use the Adobe products. There's plenty of products out there that you can use. Um, if you're doing virtual podcasts, you can use like Riverside FM, uh, you know, stuff like that. For, that's for just, virtual podcast, uh, I think it's really important that you get quality microphones. Yes, but if you're doing a virtual podcast, here's the challenge, right? What about uh, your your the people you're having on the show? Right. Yeah. And, you know, if you have a guest and they call in and you're doing a virtual podcast, like, for example, the Roadcaster can actually have somebody call in on a phone and it's hooked up via Bluetooth. And that, that can record out directly to the audio channels that we're in. And so these are all considerations, your why, your audience, who you're going to have on, how you're going to do this. That's why we said you need to really understand that before you get into this process. So now let's say you get done editing and you get done doing everything that you need to do for the podcast episode. Now the podcast distribution platform, you need a you need one. That is basically is where you store all of your audio or video files for your podcast. Okay. You give a name, description, etc., episode, season numbers of the of the podcast. And there's free and premium platforms that you can use. And and there are some very key things to consider here because one, you're going to want to figure out how do you want to monetize the podcast? Do you want to be a middleman to where, you know, a third party ad network can display ads in your podcast? You know, Spotify is really great for that with Anchor FM. Now it's a podcast for uh, Spotify podcasters. Um, but there's also other podcast distribution platforms that host all of your files and then they distribute them to all of the networks. So you will have to create an account for Amazon Music, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, so on and so forth. Now, what you do is when you create those accounts, your podcast distribution uh, uh, platform, they have an RSS feed. And you copy-paste the RSS feed to those accounts. And it's pulling all your media files. And it's just pulling all the media files. So in that one platform, you upload the episodes, and now they're distributing it on all the channels. But... What is really important is considering how do you want to make money from the podcast? Is this a hobby? Is this something you're trying to make money with? So, or is so, this, an so this is the yours? monetization strategy. And this is, I think, is the, you know, kind of the last point here because it's the end of each uh, podcast is, you know, pr- part of the process. What, in your opinion, or what is the strategy for revenue generation here at WAC Capital? And what do you think are some good tactics? Because I like to ask multiple questions at the yep. same time that people can take to optimize those channels? Four four ways you can make money. Okay, Generally, these are the four ways. There's probably some extra ones, but they're usually going to fall into these buckets. All right. The first one is you serve ads on your podcast. All right. Now, that's like uh, you just produce content. Let's say Spotify wants to put ads on your content. You get some commission from that. That's option one. Option two is going to be subscriptions. Okay, So if you have exclusive content, or Shout out OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah, only Curtis. Uh, if you have exclusive content or you have ad-free content, you can have a subscription for that. Okay, so that's a consideration for your podcast distribution platform. So if if you're if you're a business and you wanted to put out uh, ex- exclusive content around certain topics that you guys have a lot of industry experience with, let's say you have a very specific solution in a specific industry, you could put this content out there, you could sell it to your customers or potential customers for them to have some access to knowledge. Yep, All right. 100%. Now the third bucket is going to be 
uh, sponsorships. So organizations or companies coming to you and saying, hey, I'd, I'd like to sponsor your podcast. And so uh, that is something that you can do and you're going to have to manage and broker that uh, on the back end. Okay. Then the fourth piece is going to be, um, uh, that's going to be merchandise. Okay. So those are the four general ways that you're going to be able to uh, monetize a podcast. And it's really important that whatever platform you select with whatever your goals are, whatever your why is, they give you the opportunity to do that. We went with Anchor FM, which was now uh, a pot Spotify podcasters, because it has all of those features outside of the merchandising. And so that was really important to us. And also because, you know, we felt Spotify was probably the best platform for podcasts at the current time. And we are still able to distribute to all of the channels. And also it gives us, I'll call some fairly you know, the decent analytics into where uh, audience analytics, episode analytics, right? And then some ads and demographics analytics. And so, okay, so we, we talked about, uh, you know, Spotify. You kind of gave the progression of areas to generate revenue based on maturity. Uh, I was adding that maturity piece in there because I feel like the more mature you get as a podcast, the the closer you can get to each of those things and the more money you can make. What about other platforms? So let's say you're a video and an audio podcast and you want to be on YouTube. Absolutely. This is another very key consideration we had. So to make money from YouTube, you have to get into the YouTube partner program. To get into the YouTube partner program, you have to have 40 watch hours and you have to have a thousand subscribers. Okay. Um, uh, is it 40 watch hours or is it uh, 4,000? Uh, uh, don't quote me. I think it's 40 watch hours right. and 1,000 subscribers or 400 or something like that. Because I think there's two different ones that I think you that you might have just mixed up on accident. Yeah, uh, it's, it's irrelevant. You can yeah. go to the YouTube partner program. You there can look you up the requirements. But go. it's something along the lines of so many subscribers, which is 1,000 as of yeah. shooting this episode, which is like May 6th. 2023 and then so many watch hours which i think is 40 watch hours 40,000 right. 40, yeah i don't think it's 40,000 watch hours um that's a ridiculous amount of hours uh so that's <laughs> wait, 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 that, wait 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 we should just pull out a phone and check this right now yeah i'm telling you it's 40 hours or 400 hours it's nothing ridiculous it's a thousand subscribers all right good, go but ahead. what you need to do is you need to get into that program that's where youtube will start serving ads on your videos for you and you will be able to middleman uh and be able to make some money from that and that's an uh, that is a very important way for you to uh get into an, an alternative revenue stream on an alternative platform because this is incredibly important. If you're a video podcast, YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world. And so that is a very, very, very good opportunity for you to get your content on a platform where you can make some money with it, right? Yes. And so, you know, that's really how we looked at starting a podcast and successfully launching a podcast. Now, there are really important pieces that you want to follow up with after launch. That's promotions, that's collaborations, that's production uh, changes, etc. I don't want to give away any of our tips There's or secret secrets. sauce there, so we're going to stop. Or, I'm gonna, or, or things Please with mute that. his mic, Producer <laughs> Scott, um, and, and put mine on. Even though I don't sound that great tonight, you know, I appreciate you guys, you know, staying in tune. Wow, come on. I am not somebody that just got shot in uh, <laughs> Call of Duty. Uh, it's a, for the YouTube Partner Program, also known as YPP, uh, it's 1,000 subscribers. And there's one of two stipulations you have to meet. You're either going to get 4,000 valid public watch hours, emphasis on the public, okay? okay? Or 10 million valid public short views within the last 90 days. That is the latest update. Okay, so 4,000 watch hours. I was right. Okay, perfect. <clears throat> I think Anchor FM was something like 140 watch hours. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so not 40,000, but 4,000 watch hours. Yes. So you basically have to have each subscriber watch no, that's, four so, hours. So that's non-shorts, right? Shorts is 10 million views in 90 days. So they came out with the short update because the short shorts right now are the Wild West because there's no copyright right. issues. So we've, we've reached a point where we're not going to get into the sausage making here at the Wack Attack podcast. But what we can tell you is the analysis of your reach, the amount of people that are Correct. watching your content, how you're keeping them engaged is important. And I'd like to, you know, I only really have one last question for you because we didn't talk about this. From an engagement perspective, what tactics or strategies do you think are important to establish at the beginning 
you know, in the middle part of the podcast and towards the end of the podcast to keep people engaged. Well, I mean, I, I always think you want to come out of the gate interesting, you know, a high energy, you know, banger question, like something to really grab somebody's attention, you know, uh, but if you're really getting into like a very factual type of conversation, I believe it's really good for you to keep the conversation on topic. If you're like us and, and this podcast and it's, it's structured, but a little unstructured in some of the details, I think it's really important to make sure that the topic is going down an interesting conversation organically that's not too structured or is not too rigid. And, and that's definitely a great way to keep people entertained. The other thing, too, is don't be afraid. Like if there is a portion of the episode that you shoot that's not really that good, don't be afraid to cut it out. Yeah. Right. And, you know, keep if people it's engaged dull, because if it's dull. Yeah. Engagement is gold, is digital gold. And it's so, 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 so important to make Stop, sure. Stop, rewind, Donald Trump. Let's yes. go. <laughs> it's so, so, so important that you keep people's engagement. It's gold, solid gold, Mar-a-Lago gold, gold like my golf game, gold like my presidency. Moving on. But anyway, um, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. I don't know why I have the Donald Trump voice, but I do. It's all, it's all good. So, We've established our why. We talked about our approach. We talked about the planning we took. We, t- we talked about, you know, there's, there's really three key things that are always going to change in your podcast. Um, you're going to have to contribute a lot of time. We talked about what it takes to prepare for an episode and, like, have the culture when you have somebody on, Correct. what we're doing during the episode, how important our producer is here uh, at the show, and also making sure that we have everything set up prior, uh, what we do post, what we, well, I'm sorry, what we do post-show, before we leave the office, Correct. what we're doing in post-production, how we are putting that into a syndication framework, how that's yeah. being distributed. But what we didn't, what we didn't really get to talk about too much was the gear. And I think that that's an important thing. I want to give out some considerations there because we've basically given everybody a good solid understanding. That, that, of, we're we're going to make a YouTube video yeah, on, a, on a BTS, <laughs> BTS on behind our gear. the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we've done a really good job of giving people an understanding of how they could get to started planning, starting and launching a podcast, right? I don't want to give away the secrets of promotion, but on the on the back side of things, what's really good and and I think that this is important to talk about some of the technology before we wrap it up is we have 4K cameras, okay? Shooting in 4K live. You need to make sure your cords if you're doing video are able to have that amount of throughput, okay? If you're doing audio, got to make sure you have good crisp clean audio. You got to have good cords, you got to have good microphones. And also, the headphones make a really big difference because the headphones is you want to hear yourself talk and others talk in the podcast because it gives you a good understanding of like is somebody too far away from the mic or yes. you know, am, am I talking the right way? Am I enunciating my syllables correctly? It gives you an understanding of all of this. And so when you talk about the considerations we had, right, those were key. But then let's get to the fact that we are doing audio. So we wanted a switcher. So we went with Blackmagic because we went with the Blackmagic Pocket 4K cameras. They shoot some of the best 4K cinematography for the budget, right? So that, the, here. The, the, AT, yeah, the ATEM Mini uh, Pro ISO uh, <coughs> you know, is what we have for the switcher. Uh, but key considerations for video switching are how many video inputs do you have? And your mic inputs, okay? So, like, one of the challenges we have that we're going to have to have an update for is the Rodecaster, okay, has uh, four-channel four audio with the yes. four mic inputs. We're that gonna, is USB-C. That yeah, that's USB-C, and it goes into the computer where we record it. But if you want to take all of the five uh, raw... Or if you want to take the five files that the uh, ATEM Mini Pro outputs... You have to sync up the mics to each of the uh, uh, camera files because we can have files for each of the cameras that are individually shooting. And then we can have the final file, which includes all of the live switching that Scott's doing. And a key consideration there is you want to make sure that whatever audio board you have, if you're doing video, you want to be able to make sure that you can link up your microphone track with your video track. You need to have an equalized point in time for all of your feeds. And so, well, well, that's the system's going to do a lot of that we're, equalization. We're for getting you. into the more technical bits, and I think maybe but that's a good topic. The for equipment is episode. really, really, really important to talk about. These are key considerations if you're doing a video podcast. If you're doing an audio podcast, 
the Roadcaster Pro 2 is going to be outstanding. But from the audio or from the video perspective, that's where things got more complicated. And then you also have to think about it like this. Are you going to do your podcast live? Yes. Are you going to stream it somewhere? Or are you going to do post-production? So now if you're doing live or you're doing streaming, you're going to need a computer that's got something like OBS Studio. Um, uh, it might be OBS or you're OBS Studio. Need a team. I mess up the name. And that will allow you to uh, stream to Twitch or YouTube or those. But you also will then have the ability to sync all your audio and your, your video to OBS Studio to do that live streaming. So when you introduce video, video has a high level of complication with the hardware components, with the wires, and with your ability to sync up with audio and then distribute that if you're going to be distributing in a live context. These are very, very, very key considerations if you're looking to do a video podcast. So that really brings up good talking points that we could potentially follow up on on a variety of different things because on these platforms, they also have things that sub, that people that are watching live could pay for to have interaction with. They could have these the confetti cannons and all kinds of stuff. And so the interoperability of these systems is really important. And so that's uh, a package that we're not fully developed in yet, but we have... <coughs> excuse me. I'm so sorry. Um, we left the door open to... We could have, talk about that at a future Have date. all of our existing equipment be compatible. Right, because that's streaming. And, and so we're not looking to do streaming, but your hardware, you should be having these considerations if you ever want to do streaming. This is why knowing your why and what your goal vision is really important. And because your revenue. What's your revenue targets? It, oh, I'm sorry, not revenue targets. What's your ways that you want to generate revenue? Right, because you could you could sell the ability to press the confetti uh, cannon button for five bucks. Yeah. Right? That's interaction. But you're going to need to do a show live to do that. And so now you have these considerations here. Let's just put that thing right by Wally. Yeah, just... <laughs> so... But um, I'm going to unload a thousand yeah, bucks. <laughs> these are the things that I hope people would think about as they're starting a podcast and they're wanting to put it out there. So if I could summarize, start small, start with audio, understand your why, understand what your goal vision is. Once you do those things and you feel like you could commit to doing this and it's something you like, then go through the process of figuring out, are you going to incorporate video? How do you plan episodes? How do you guide episodes in the middle of a conversation? Uh, introspectively, how do you get better at being a moderator or being somebody who's delivering a subject, a, a, a topic or a message? And then considering how are you going to be distributing this content? Do you need to shoot some intros? Do you need to shoot some outros? Right? Or is this going to be live? That's just all of the consideration of producing the content. Then you have the publishing and promotion, which you really need to consider, revenue opportunities. How are you going to distribute it? Are you going to be doing it live? And then on top of all of that, we talked about the hardware. So these are the very key things you need to consider as you are looking to start and launch a podcast. That's This has been really good to provide a, an analysis of our experience, um, our learnings, our understandings, reading the YouTube formula putting together the information that not only did we already have from working with existing clients in a similar space, doing similar things, but also actually going through the process ourselves. If somebody wanted a professional looking studio, assuming they had the space for it, what just a, a starting ballpark range, if they want to get similar level equipment to what we have here, that's professional. Right. What are they looking at? Well, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. I, I would say $20,000 is a good budget. And the reason why $20,000 is a good budget is because uh, depending on the amount of cameras you need, depending on the amount of microphones you need, you know, you need mic arms, you need cords, you need cables, you need headphones, you know, uh, all, you need a, like we have the producer TV here, right, that we can see all the camera feeds on and we can see the live production feed. Now, everything has to then go into a computer, a soundboard, a mic for Alan, the producer. Love you. You've told us this stuff already, right? baby. Yeah, so yeah. so so you you got all that right. So when you consider the the budget, I say twenty thousand dollars is a is a budget if you want to do a studio. But what about, something what about to a, also consider is about, there are studios that will let you come in and shoot per hour. And so if you don't want to do all of this legwork, 
you can go and rent time in a studio. And that is where simply knowing the why, the how do I want to do the podcast, and the topic planning is incredibly important. Do all your pre-work and then you're really only paying for your time in the studio. Yep. And that is a great way to dabble into seeing if this is something you can commit to long-term and you can actually pull off and do. Alan, this has been really insightful and a good episode for those who are looking to get started. We're going to wrap it up with some engagement here. All right. Boxers or briefs? Boxers. All right. If you had to pick a year, what year are you going back in time and living in for the rest of your life? 1969. Okay. Next question is, in what year were you already alive were you going to go back and relive for the rest of your life? Ooh, that's a tough one. 2019. Okay. You can only do one of these things for the rest of your life, racing or golf. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on. Racing. Oh, good man, good man. Okay. Okay. Would you rather play 18 holes with Tiger Woods or play in the U.S. Open? And Tiger Woods would never be able to play again. Play in the U.S. Open because that means I'd be hella good at golf. Yeah, but you suck. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, that was a bad question. Yeah. Uh, okay. Hey, uh, dude, I football could, or I baseball? Could be the, I could be the spokesperson for bogey golf. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. Alan, Alan, you could be a, a cart path connoisseur, all right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I got you. Hey, Any, anything baseball, else? baseball or football? Baseball. Would you rather be courtside at the NBA Finals or on the glass at the hockey for the Stanley Cup? Stanley Cup. All right. Would you rather be performing a podcast or have an OnlyFans account. Shit. <laughs> am I a guy or a girl? Girl, female. Mm, how much money am I making? <laughs> I don't know. You could be. This the- is a tough. This is not a rapid fire question, right? And it depends. What is my niche? We talked about knowing your audience earlier, yes. right? Yeah. I don't know. Are you gonna sell yourself? Are you gonna sell your face online or sell your body? podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just hope you're the Joe Rogan of the female world. All right. Shirts or shorts? You only get one for the rest of your life. Oh, shorts. Oh, hell Easy. yeah. Yeah. Go live full-blown liver king. All right. Here's a good one. You only get to eat one type of organ for the rest of your yeah, life. Yeah, liver, not testicles. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. All right. Bone marrow, bone broth? Bone marrow. Okay. More weights or more dates? Mm, more dates. <laughs> oh, you get flabby then. Aren't you married? I'm married, but I go on dates with my wife all the time. That, was, that, that wasn't the stipulation. You said more plates or more dates, and I said more dates. You never said with who, when, or how. All right. And you never said I couldn't go to the gym. All right. Would you rather be really good at running marathons or really good at lifting weights? Lifting weights. Oh, shucks. thought I might have got you there. All right. Well, I'm about out of questions, but, uh, you know, that about wraps it up. Just kidding. Toilet paper or or wipes? Hmm. Toilet paper because I can flush it. <laughs> <laughs> Light coffee or dark roast? Neither. What? You never it, said neither wasn't an option. I said this or that, and I didn't say those. And then I said, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. I think Ladies and gentlemen, that. thank you very much for watching the Wack Attack podcast. If you are looking to start your podcast or you are looking to um, you know, get started with doing something like we're doing, uh, I think we've given you tips and trips, tricks and recipes to do that. Uh, we're not going to give you the secret sauce for the promotion side of things, uh, but if you'd like to do it on a budget, start with audio first. And uh, if there is a go podcast studio near you that does shoot video, go there, see how they do things. It's, uh, pay it's, a little time. It's a very low barrier to entry and go ahead and get started. I think it's always a great way if you can pay and not have to invest, but you could try before you buy like an arrive and drive in racing. And you could do that for a podcast and you could pay a couple hundred bucks to go shoot at a studio for three or four hours and try everything out. That might be a really good way for you to see if this is actually what you want to do before you make an investment. And with that, this is the Whack Attack. Thank you very much. Thank you.